Welcome to another episode of Who's Right, Who's Wrong. This is your host, DeAndre Johnson, and we had a Thursday night football game, which usually Thursday night football games are ugly games for the NFL. And last night's game was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road versus Carolina Panthers. And the result was Tampa Bay Buccaneers survived a fourth down stance at the end of the game to win 2014. Beginning of the game, it was all field goals, starting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who got on board first with a 40-yard field goal from Matt Gay. Then Doyle Slide with 32-yard field goal in the first quarter. The score was 3-3. Second quarter, Joe Slide put the Panthers ahead 6-3 with 37-yard field goal. Chris Godwin scored a game first touchdown with a 20-yard pass from James Winston to put the Bucks up 10-6. Joey Slide at the end of the second quarter hit a 54-yard field goal to put the Panthers within a point. At halftime, it was the Buccaneers 10, Panthers 9. Third quarter, Joey Slide with another 50-yard field goal put the Panthers ahead 12-10. Peyton Barber with a 16-yard run to put the Bucks ahead 17-12. Then going to the fourth quarter, Peyton Barber were tackled in the end zone by Luke Keeley for a safety to get the Panthers within three points of the Buccaneers, which the score was 17-14. Then Matt Gay had increased the lead with a 32-yard field goal with two minutes and 26 seconds left of regulation, putting the Buccaneers ahead 2014. Cam Newton got the Panthers down to the red zone. It was fourth down, it was an incompletion, but it was a five-yard penalty on Carlton Davis, which extended the drive. Then on fourth down and inches, the Panthers decided to go into a Wildcat, call a Philly rollout, which McCaffrey had kept the ball and was stopped towards the sideline, short of the first down by Vernon Hargraves. And that's the end of your game. And ladies and gentlemen, this show, when I say who's right and who's wrong, it's not just only talk about, you know, certain situations of which person's right, which person is wrong, but we speak on about, you know, certain play calls, certain situations of the game where coaches and players put themselves in. And we see that if they're you know, decision-making was the right way or was the wrong way. So, the game, of course, like I said, Thursday night football are usually pretty odd games, very ugly games. You know, it's kind of hard to watch because players, particularly coming from a Sunday game, don't really have much time to practice versus their opponents. So, it's not an advantage to either team unless... You're the road team coming from home. But Tampa Bay to Charlotte is not really far. It's a 45-minute to an hour flight, you know, because I live in the Tampa Bay area. You know, I reside in St. Pete. But, however, with this game, it was bad play calling on North Turner. North Turner last season did a great job with Cam Newton with overall numbers. But however, in this game, particularly 
the last possession of the game. Cam Newton, I understand you're trying to not get him hit so much as he as he has throughout his career. But four down in inches, that's where you need your big time quarterback, six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds, to just give you an inch. Give you less than a yard for a first down to continue the drive, to continue your pursuit of getting a touchdown, win the game. But instead, you went with Christian McCaffrey, and I understand why you went with Christian McCaffrey, but one, that was not the right play call. The Tim Bay Buccaneers was ready for that play. And also, if you look at film, I think Christian McCaffrey had cut back and got into the end zone. If he could have just stopped his tracks and just made one cutback move, he would score a touchdown. And he would have blockers there too. But Christian McCaffrey, um, something I had said about Tariq Cohen, you're going to have to learn how to run in between the numbers. You got to. You know, you, you, Christian McCaffrey is a very talented running back. I'm very surprised how well of a start he got to his NFL career. However, there's still a problem with him not being able to run in between the tackles in the NFL. So that's something that Christian had to improve on. Cam Newton. Cam Newton looked like he's still hurt. I don't know if it's still his shoulder. He's not fully recovered from off-season shoulder surgery. Uh, he had suffered a foot sprain versus New England preseason. We don't know if he's not 100% healthy. And also, mentally. I don't think Cam Newton's there mentally, really. I think... He hasn't, he hasn't lost his love for football, but part of me tell me that he wish he could be in a better situation. And that offensive line is terrible. Shaq Berry had three sacks and lots of quarterback pressure. That offensive line is not helping Kim Newton at all. And I think the Panthers, um, especially during... You know, Jerry Richardson era where he owns the team. Then help Kim Newton at all. Then establish an uh, offensive line because they got so comfortable of his physical physicality and think he's, you know, Superman and could just take a beating and just bounce back, you know, week after week. It's very frustrating because I think Kim Newton is a very, very talented quarterback. But even in this game of football, your talent yourself doesn't translate wins. It doesn't, you know, get you to the way you need to be because you need to have all guys, all 10 other guys to buy in to help win the game, to help win the ultimate goal, the Super Bowl. And I think ever since the 2015 MVP year and the Super Bowl run, Kim Newton has not been the same. Particularly, I think, from a mental state, he left some plays in that Super Bowl game, including where it was a fumble where he could have just went in and recovered the football, but he chose not to. 
I do not understand why to this day, but he just didn't. And I think a lot of people question his heart. And ever since then, you know, it's been on the downhill. Let's call it what it is. And I feel like, you know, he needs better receivers. He don't have any big play receivers they could trust. I thought Kevin Benjamin was that guy. But apparently, Kevin Benjamin, you know, he wasn't a great route runner. He was just, you know, a big receiver that just went up and catch passes. But even Kevin Benjamin, you know, said that Cam Newton was not an accurate quarterback. And it was, you know, tough catching passes from Cam Newton. But a lot of factors, you know, play into the recent struggle for Cam Newton. A lot of it. And I think he could be a very accurate quarterback. He showed he could. But if you you have to rush your throws and not actually be in sync with your receivers because your offensive line doesn't give you enough time to throw the ball, then that makes a lot of difference. It really does. I can say the same thing about Ben Roethlisberger. Has he always had a great offensive line? No. And I think, you know, a lot of times the Steelers had did him a disservice because they knew a big quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger who could just shake off defensive tackles and voice sacks and still be able to throw ball and stay in the pocket and take hits while throwing the ball. It, it taking a toll on him. And you even saw it during the New England Patriots game last Sunday night. Like Ben Roethlisberger just don't look the same. Not just because he don't have Antonio Brown. It's just because he's 37 years old and he took a lot of beating throughout his career. And that's, I guess, all in all, what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter, like, how big and physical your quarterback is. You got to protect him. You got to make sure you have an offensive line. And this is the reason why Tom Brady is still playing. It's not because, oh man, he's, you know, trained and keep his body in shape and all healthy. No. It's all because he have an offensive line. Bill Belichick have a system and a play call where Tom Brady is able to get the ball out in less than three seconds. And if Tom Brady needs to buy time to get the ball down the field, he got a great offensive line. That doesn't get him hit. And that's what it is. So, you know, as big as Kim Newton and Ben Roethlisberger are, they need to be protected just as much as Tom Brady, just as much as Drew Brees. They need to be protected. Now, going over to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side, it was a big win for Tampa Bay. Their defense has been great so far these first two games led by Todd Bowles, their defense coordinator. They had lost Devin White to a left knee injury in the game. Devin White is a rookie for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And um, the cornerbacks, Carlton Davis and Vernon Hargrave, a great tandem for years to come. So hopefully those two stay together for years to come with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers defense looks real good. Even though they had let go of Gerald McCoy, they had replaced Gerald McCoy. And Duncan can sue. And Duncan sue leading that defensive line. And the defensive line has been getting to the 
quarterback the first two games, and it's been very impressive with the um, Buccaneers so far. Jameis Winston and a 12-game road losing streak, and also the Buccaneers defense had ended a 36-game touchdown streak, which they given up 30, which they given up at least one touchdown for 36 straight games. But however, they didn't give up a touchdown in this game, and it ended the streak. So uh, things are looking pretty good, you know, for the Buccaneers, and the defense is a step ahead of the offense, which is a plus to me because eventually Bruce Arians, who had great success with quarterbacks over the past 10, 15 years, eventually will get his offense going. Um, Mike Evans was basically a non-factor again for the second straight game, but eventually he'll get going. James Winston, you know, took care of the ball. Um, he didn't lose the game. It was um, it was a good momentum for Tampa Bay. They will have um, like two, three extra days off since they have played Thursday night, and they will be playing again next Sunday. So it was you know great, 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 great um, action, especially for the defense for Tampa Bay. I think um, you know for the Buccaneers. They could actually steal some of these games. They could be in it in the NFC South. The NFC South, in all honesty, has not impressed me so far. Uh, Atlanta, yes, they went against an elite defense versus the um, Minnesota Vikings. But not scoring a point in the first half, then... Second half coming around, you had a good drive going, and Matt Ryan throws a bad pick. Two bad picks, actually, in the second half. Then the New Orleans Saints, they didn't play very well versus the Houston Texans, and they should have, honestly, lost that game. They should have. But Alvin Kamara had a big run, and... They just had one good drive and, you know, stole the game at home. Then I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers, which I just, you know, did a whole segment on, basically. You know, their office line is terrible, man. And, you know, it does something mentally to a quarterback when your quarterback cannot get protected because the old saying is that, if you don't have a good line, then your clock in your head will tick much faster than in actual reality. It does. And that's something that I see from Cam Newton when he rushes throws, when he's throwing the ball. He's, you know, inaccurate because the clock in his head is much faster than, than he realized. And that's up to the coaching. So, who's wrong in this game? Obviously, you know, it's North Turner with his play calling. He could have called a much better game. Um, you know, yes, Kim Newton in the press conference has said, you know, he left a lot of plays in the field, which he did, but it wasn't all his fault. It wasn't. You know, that offensive line got to protect you better, got to give you more time. And 
who's right in this particular game is Todd Bowles and his defense. And Todd Bowles recently fired as a Jets head coach. He didn't have a successful tenure with that team except for one year. But this is a good spot for him to actually, you know, re you know, re um redempt his reputation. And he Todd Bowles will get another head coach job. He will. But this is a this is a a good spot for Todd Bowles. You know, Tim Bay throughout their franchise had always been known to have great defenses. And this defense so far is gonna look like a top ten defense. And their secondary is is you know, tremendous, really is. And their next game, the Buccaneers, will be Sunday, 4 or 5 Eastern time, next Sunday, which is September 22nd, versus the New York Giants. And that's a very winnable game, and they are at home. So with that secondary versus the Giants' lack of depth at wide receiver, this game should be great for the Buccaneers. And we want to see James Winston versus that bad Giants defense, particularly in the secondary. We want to see if James Winston could actually get going and actually could have him a superb game versus this Giants defense. And we also want to see if Mike Evans could get it going. But I believe in Bruce Arians and he will. And if James Winston, if he wants to prolong his career as a starting quarterback, Bruce Arians is the guy, and I hope James Winston actually, you know, conduct himself on and off the field and actually listen to Bruce Arians and take everything, you know, Bruce teaching him to become a starting quarterback, you know, for a long time. Because Tim Bay Buccaneers fans, in all reality, are sold on James Winston. They are kind of, you know, Tire of him losing games, really. But everything could change around this year. It really can. And I just hope the best for James Winston because I think he's also another talented quarterback that just needs to stop making errors. Got to be much smarter on the field. And as for the Panthers, their next game is at Arizona, which is a 4 or 5 Eastern start. And they will play versus rookie Kyler Murray. And that should be a very winnable game for the Panthers. Because Cardinals only edge rusher. Well, they had two edge rushers and Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs. Now, Terrell Suggs, he might have an opportunity to return back in time to prime T-Sizzle against this Carolina Panther offensive line. It's it's gonna be you know some adjustments that's gonna be made on both sides for the Buccaneers and the Panthers. The Panthers gotta do a better job, not just on with the play calling, but also pass protection. And the Buccaneers, you know, they gotta continue to, um, you know, implement. The passing game, you know, may open up a little bit more for Jameis Winston. They will have, you know, a couple extra days of practice 
where they could like you know walk through sit in the film room and you know try to you know perfect some of their mistakes that they had made particularly in the first two games of the season so it'll be very interesting and you know with the NFL the first three, four games of the season are very important for every team because, you know, it is it is any given Sunday, but if you could come out and, you know, steal you a couple of games, and if you do lose a couple of games, then you, you most likely will or will not make the playoffs, or particularly for the Buccaneers and the Panthers situation, they have to get off to a 2-1, 3-1 start to make the playoffs because they are not projected to win their division, obviously, or even get to the wild card. But teams like the Falcons and the Saints, they cannot lose, you know, the first two, three games of the season because you're giving the Bucks and the Panthers a chance to win the division and or get into the wild card. So it's very important for all 32 NFL teams. So that's my time, ladies and gentlemen. You'll hear from me again um, tomorrow night. We're going to talk about, you know, college football. We got ACC showdown between number one Clemson and Syracuse. Clemson going to beat Syracuse down. Uh, for a fact, I know that. But if Clemson got Maryland on their schedule, that's the team that could upset Clemson. Make no mistakes about it. Clemson is the real deal. Excuse me. We know about Clemson is the real deal. Maryland is the real deal in the ACC. Watch out for Maryland. That's my time. You can um, find me on Twitter. My Twitter is at DocDre for real. With the number four. And you can find this podcast on Anchor, on Google, on Overcast, and on Spotify. This is your host, DeAndre Johnson. This is Who's Right, Who's Wrong, Sports Podcast. And I'll holler at you guys later. <laughs>